Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Well, sexual passion is, um, as we know from Scripture, a God-given desire. It's a good thing, but we have to be willing to um, kind of submit ourselves to God's design of marriage and sexuality if we want His blessing in that. I'm John Fuller, along with uh, my colleagues, the Smallies, Greg and Aaron, and we're returning to a conversation with Dr. Cliff Penner and his wife, Joyce, who are professional therapists and uh, have written and talked extensively about a biblical perspective on sexuality, and here they are now talking with Jim Daly. You know, I've often said that it seems to me that the Lord, with a very simple approach, is trying to teach us something straightforward in marriage, and that is to lay your life down for your spouse. Absolutely. To become more Christ-like and be selfless in that Mm -hmm. relationship, which draws you to, to... a closer relationship with God, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of fundamental. But in this area, there's so much strife, Cliff and Joyce, when it comes to um, physical intimacy. In fact, the way we've already kind of uh, approached this, I'm sure some women are feeling guilty um, that they haven't seen it as a spiritual uh, anointed thing that, you know, it's, it's the thing in the backyard that we don't talk about. Mm -hmm. Well, how do we get to a healthier place? Well, so often that has grown out of the fact that as we were growing up, we got the warnings about not misusing sex, but we didn't get the flip side, the positive side Mm -hmm. that says, this is a wonderful gift from God that was there before there's any talk of sin in the Bible. Genesis 2.24 says, therefore a man leaves his father and mother, clings to his wife, and the two become one flesh. This is about the physical sexual union. And yet we somehow have made it that it's not a positive part of of the life. And it's a gift. It's a wonderful gift that God has waiting for you rather than don't do it. It's bad. And we get that feeling that it's we never get the teaching that it's wonderful. We just get the don't do it. So well, yeah, and here's the thing that we communicate, and I'm just using the we, the larger church, mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. when it comes to this area of sexual intimacy, that it is something wrong. And yes. I don't even know if we ever flipped the switch. I remember, you know, um, talking to some couples where they have saved themselves for marriage, and they said the most difficult thing, particularly for women was trying to flip that switch emotionally, Absolutely. which, of course, women, it's all that about that all emotion. The time. Yes. So the physical is secondary, typically. Yeah. But, um, you know, that overnight, literally on their wedding night, they had to go from this chasteness, this attitude of... From no to yes. To no to yes. Mm-hmm. And they said, it's not a dimmer switch. It's no. like, wham, now the switch is supposed to be on, and it's hard to do. How does a woman who's feeling that kind of... Um, contrast, and maybe she's been married a few years and she still struggles with this, how does she begin to relax and say, okay, this is God-given? Well, hopefully the book and joy will really help her. (laughs) And that's what we're hoping, that it will open women to realize that when they understand how their bodies work, that God designed us as women to enjoy sex, that that's how we're made. And when we do, it'll be so much better for our husbands. So to open up and give ourselves the permission and then kind of learn to listen to our bodies 
and go after those feelings. What does that mean to listen to your body? That's a great question. And that's, uh, we have a whole chapter on that. My body says I'm hungry. (laughs) What does your body say? (laughs) Yes. And we listen to being hungry, but often we haven't been, because we thought it was bad, we didn't listen to those sexual urges. And even in kids dating, we try to teach them your drives are strong, as First Corinthians chapter 7 teaches us. That's got how God made us. It doesn't say they're strong when we get married. They are strong. That's how we're wired. And that's okay. That's good. We can listen to those feelings, but we can make choices and be in charge of those drives and make decisions not to act on those till we're married. Yeah. But we try to help young couples as they're preparing for marriage to keep the feelings alive while they're controlling their actions and to separate those is very helpful. Right. So this is a delicate subject, Erin. A lot of couples find it difficult to talk about it, but what are some ways that the pre-married couple, as they anticipate marriage, can kind of bring up what's been going on and what their expectations are? What do you mm-hmm. suggest? Well, what I would say, John, is that it's a gradual conversation. When they're dating, it's going to look different than when they're a week away from marriage. So as they're dating, it's looking at, you know, that the acknowledgement of the desire that's there for each other physically, but also recognizing what boundaries do we want in place to honor God and honor our relationship and honor each other. That is training this future relationship to feel safe that that we're going to honor and, and honor these boundaries that we're putting in place. So the conversation in the dating stage is different even than what's going on when they're engaged. Yeah, and when they're engaged, then they can start to, to have more in-depth conversations Mm -hmm. about sexuality. Like, I think it's great for an engaged couple to begin to talk about how was sex treated as we were growing up? I mean, did our parents talk about that? Mm -hmm. Did they, you know, just, well, obviously they disappeared behind closed doors, hopefully, or that's another issue that they'll probably have to come in and talk about. But just just what were the attitudes, the prevailing Mm -hmm. attitudes? You know, for some, they grew up in a home that, oh, we don't do that, that's bad, that's wrong. They had parents maybe who never affectionate, um, whatever it is, it's good to begin to explore those things and continue talking about just expectations. Yeah. So the closer then that they get towards that wedding date, then you can talk about specific expectations around frequency, about who initiates. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because I think at the end of the day, you're wanting to create an environment within our relationship that's that normalizes us talking about sex. I'm telling you, John, Aaron and I see that with couples that they just don't talk about sex. And it's unfortunate. It's something that we need to be talking about. We yeah. need to be talking about what's working, what's not working, what are our expectations? You know, how do we like to be wooed before the bedroom? How what what do we like after? our sexual experience. I mean, just so many things that's so important to keep talking about. Well, and especially if there's something that's not working for either one, that I'm disappointed, I'm hurt, I'm, you know, I was expecting, whatever it is, just to put that out on the table and talk about it. But I also encourage couples, if there's past trauma, especially sexual trauma, in their individual lives prior to getting married, 
Go in and start processing Mm -hmm. that. Don't wait because you want to set yourself up to have the healthiest beginning of this relationship as you're building this sexual relationship together. It, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect instantaneously. I love how our friend, Dr. Julie Slattery talks about that. It's kind of like a Lego set Mm -hmm. that we're piecing together piece by piece our sexual relationship and connection, that it's not going to be an instantaneous thing, that we're going to be patient as we build this relationship together. But I just want to encourage individuals, if there is past hurt, past shame, past guilt, go in and process that. Yeah. You know, walk into this relationship, you know, with dealing with as much as you can, but afterward as well. Continue to yeah, be willing an, to go in. Continual journey and talk about it. Yeah, and heal. And if you don't know where to turn to find that trusted Christian counselor to have those conversations about past trauma or about difficulties that you anticipate or that you are experiencing in the relationship, call us. We have caring Christian counselors here. They are fantastic. Uh, we can schedule a time for you to talk to them, and that'll be a real good step forward in uh, being biblical and healthy in your sexuality. If you can, make a generous donation of any amount, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift, to Focus on the Family. And we'll say thanks by sending a copy of the Penner's book, Enjoy the Gift of Sexual Pleasure for Women. That's available when you contribute to Focus on the Family, and we've got details about how you can do that and about contacting our counseling department in the episode show notes. Well, next time, Dr. David Clark discussing how to save your marriage from divorce. As for now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron and the rest of the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.